Yes, welcome in one and all. This is the Full 10 Yards of Betting Podcast, and we have made it to the postseason. Looking forward to it. I've been pumped for a, for a couple of weeks for the for the postseason. The creme de la creme have risen to the top, and the Steelers are included as well. So we get to watch them for <laughs> for another week. But ho oh, hum, we can't we can't have it. The, 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 the thing is though, it's either the, the Pittsburgh Steelers or I suppose um, or the Jags. I mean, it's that pick your poison, isn't it? A little, a little bit really. But there we go. Um, yeah, never mind. But uh, as always, running in over the uh, running their thumb over the action, and we're going to be previewing every game, all six games of Super Wildcard weekend adam and liam managed to hold their relationship together for another week just for everyone watching and listening uh at home so thank you for that but adam uh, good evening to you sir uh excited for the playoffs even though there's no bengals there yeah it's it's weird i i kind of i was looking through the news on twitter and i kind of like yeah but the season's over and then um realized that the season's not over for 14 teams it's still still going and yeah obviously we've been spoiled as a bengals fan for last few years where they've been in it and actually competing whereas this year is going to be going to be a little bit different it's it's been a while since i've had to to do a neutral kind of view on the games over the weekend but i am looking forward to it yeah and it wouldn't be the playoffs without a home game for the kansas city chiefs in recent years but they might not have a home games for throughout if they get to towards the super bowl but liam uh, you, how do you fancy the chiefs chances yeah i'll be cheering on the steelers when i for uh so I can get another home game in the second uh, <laughs> yeah. in the second week. So yeah, uh, cheering on the Steelers is a weird place to be in life, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Playoffs are fun. I actually like that we've got the Saturday nighttime game. I think that's a pretty good slot. Um, although it will ruin Sunday for me if the Chiefs lose. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I always like the Chiefs' chances. So yeah, should be fun. Um, I think at least for this weekend it should be fun. We'll see. We'll deal with next weekend when it comes. But yeah, I think this weekend should be. Uh, should be good, and we don't have to worry about the whole peacock only thing, which everyone on my timeline who's a Chiefs fan in America has been pissed off about, and we don't have to worry about that. So that's nice. So it's good. Yeah, and as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I was you know we'll win, we'll win one, and then see what happens. But we've got well, we should have at least two home games. Well, no, we should have two home games. Um, so that's that's fun. That's different. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how heartbreakingly we go out of the playoffs this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. Might it won't be, be the same as last year, at least with a Zeke Elliott uh, snap sack. So that's good. No, but it might be against the San Francisco 49ers just at Levi. I nearly said Candlestick Park then, but it uh, shows me a little bit. But yeah, uh, Levi Stadium. So who knows? If we get to it, I'll be happy with a championship game. Like it's, I've never experienced a championship game as a Dallas Cowboys fan. Don't expect one. So we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll see how we go. But uh, there we go. Um, yeah, all, all the games, all six games spread over Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Saturday game, uh, two Saturday games we have. And we kick off in Houston. Houston, um, obviously, by virtue of the Jags losing to Tennessee and Houston obviously beating the Colts. They host a home game and I suppose kudos goes to the Texans because no one thought the Texans were going to be in this position come the start of the season. So um, their fans are absolutely delighted and obviously the first round picks of Will Anderson and CJ Stroud making their impact early. But they are two point two and a half point underdogs as they host the Cleveland Browns and Joe Flacco. 44.5 is the over-under, and um, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it'd be quite a defensive one. Um, but Adam, your thoughts on the, the first game up? Um, I actually think there's going to be quite a lot of points. Um, they they played each other on Christmas Eve. Um, it, it was uh, Davis Mills and Case Keenum facing each other. Uh, not facing each other, playing for the Texans against, obviously, Mr. Joe Flacco. And it was a, a high-scoring game. It was 58 points in that one. Um, Flacco committed a few turnovers. He has done in most games. Um, and obviously, in this one, we will have CJ Stroud there. So, 
they should be more effective. The Texans should be more effective on offense as well. So I actually think it could be quite a high scoring one. Um, I don't think there's any weather issues um, down in in Houston. So I think we're indoors. Right yeah, yeah, the oh, aircon. It's, it's the dome, is it? Someone's knackered the aircon. It's going to be freezing cold. I can never remember. Um, um, but yeah, I think um, the Browns' defense is worse on the road as well, only kind of marginally. But they are officially the worst team in the playoffs and on defense on the road. So uh, two and five against the spread. Uh, the Browns are when they travel away from Cleveland. So it, I think it might actually be quite interesting. I do think the Browns will win. I think they are the better team. Um, and we've got a good old um, rookie quarterback against well the most experienced quarterback in the playoffs and. Rookie quarterbacks normally struggle in that spot. Um, they only have about they win about one in three, so uh, it's not a good spot for CJ Stroud. Um, I did hear a little stat today though. Uh, Joe Flacco is his first playoff game in nine years. It's the second longest gap between playoff games. Um, good luck guessing the other one. Do you guys know who's first? Yeah. Uh, what, year, what years? We, what years are we talking? It's fairly recent, actually. Well, I say fairly recent within the last fifteen. Nick Foles. No, no, it was. No, it was I mean, I, I mean, I'd love to sit here and I'd love to sit here and guess it, but it's not really, it's not great content, uh, is Doug, it? So. Doug Flutie apparently oh, no. had uh, uh, four thousand four thousand three hundred days between his uh, playoff appearances. So yeah, nice little random stat I heard. Um, but yeah, anyway, on with the rest of it. Yeah, I, I think I think the Browns are definitely my lean for the spread. Um, I think I would go for over if I was forced to pick one of those two things. So I've gone with the Browns and the over. Uh, I've gone for the Browns plus two and a half and over 44 and a half. That is five to two on Skybet. Lovely stuff. Yeah, first quarter, I, I, I do like a first quarter total points bet. The the line here is seven and a half. So I assume you, you like the over on that. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, yeah, touchdown for one, field goal for the other one. Obviously, we saw last week the Texans started with first play going deep down the field. Um, I did read something about the Browns' defense being a particularly decent match against Nico Collins, though, so I may be not going with that. But um, yeah, it, sh- it should be should be a fun game. Liam, your thoughts? Yeah, first half points totals twenty two and a half as well, which I quite like the over in in that Houston Texans defense. Don't actually start as well. They've conceded uh, the second least amount of fourth quarter points of any of the AFC teams, whereas in the first half they're the worst defense at uh, first half points conceded so apart from the bills actually ironically um so yeah i think there'll be points as well especially in the first half like i said um i'm a little bit biased due to my love for cj so uh, and the fact i do want someone to beat the ravens though and i think the browns could beat the ravens which is jumping ahead a week um but i do think the texans are the right for i do think the fav- favorite should be the texans for me uh, i was surprised the line was what it was uh, so yeah i would go with the texans i don't mind them at 11 to 10 on the money line um because i do think they'll win the game um but yeah i think it'll be a very close game i agree with adam i think there'll be points um just because of how good cj stroud is uh how many shots that they let joe flacco <laughs> take and uh how bad the texans are at stopping the run just look at jonathan taylor last week you know the browns are going to be able to to run the ball pretty well um, on the Texans. So, yeah, for, for me, I uh, I think the Texans c- can win. Um, but, yeah, the Browns' defense is so good. And CJ Stroud is a rookie and is only thrown to one receiver that my best bet isn't based around the who's winning the game or the total. I've gone for a prop. So I've gone for single tree to have over 16.5 carries in the game. Um, 
unfortunately for the Texans, one thing they don't do well is they run the ball too much at the moment on first down, which is why their games are a little bit closer than they should. But for this bet, that's good because it means they're going to run. I think this will be a close game. Uh, I think against the Browns defense, you don't want him throwing 30, 40 times if you're a defensive head coach like D'Amico is. I think you're going to want to run the ball and be quite even. So, yeah, over 16 and a half carries for me for, for, for their starting running back, who's yeah, Damian Pierce, not even playing hardly. So, he's going to get a, a bulk load of the carries. So, yeah, I like that. Um, Sky Bear have got a boost, though. Stroud and Flacco, 250 yards each passing and two passing touchdowns each. Six to one. I don't mind that as someone who thinks there's going to be loads of points. The only worry is they do run it in the red zone a lot, the Browns. So, that's your, your worry there. But for me, I don't think that's. Uh, that's bad. And if I was going to pick a touchdown scorer, I think Nico Collins might be a man for that one. Five to four, just because they've got hardly anyone else to throw to. And uh, CJ Stroud loves Nico Collins. So, yeah, I thought that would be evens, if not worse than that, to be honest. So, yeah, five to four is a good shout for Nico. Uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, no, I like it. Like, Singletary's been getting a, a bulk load of carries. You, you look at his attempts over the last couple of weeks, even like, you know, ever since. Damien Pierce kind of went out. They just they'll just give him the ball, and he's he's kind of flourishing because yeah. he. Um, I was reading somewhere, obviously, you know, the reason they they give Singletary a lot more than, than Pierce is because Singletary picks up the zone concepts um, a, a lot better as well. So that's why he's getting a lot of success with him. And so yeah, what's if you've got one running back that gets the scheme and gets gets the production out of it? Why you, you know as much as they love Damien Pierce, um, yeah, you don't give it to a guy that doesn't know how to run the ball in the scheme that you're operating in. It's just obviously, it's just common sense, isn't it? I know not, not all GMs, uh, sorry, all head coaches have that, but yeah, there we are. Uh, Adam, you, you said you wanted to, you had a bonus pick as well, bonus pick for us. Yeah, um, kind of similar to what Liam was going on with the lack of other options at running back. Uh, CJ Stroud, his rush line is only 10.5. Obviously, he's a, a fairly mobile QB, he's young, and with the game on the line, with the season on the line, I just have a feeling he might scramble a little bit more than he has done previously. So thought ten and a half yards was fairly achievable for him. Um, we we probably should have mentioned Amari Cooper had two hundred sixty five yards and two touchdowns against the touchdown uh, against the Texans um, at Christmas. So obviously maybe worth having a look for him on the passing yard on receiving yards as well. Yeah, He's seventy two and a half. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. It's high. Yeah, certainly it did. Uh, I've gone for, I'm going to go a bit against the grain. I'm going to go under. I think with it, the, being the first game of Wildcard Weekend, Jamico Ryan's, I'm right in believing it's his first kind of obviously, well, it's his first head coaching job. So it's his first playoff game. I don't necessarily think, well, I don't know. If he, if he lets the rail, if he lets the, you know, the reins off and then just says, you know, just do what we've been doing for the whole season, then fine. But it, it, you know, these kind of games and these kind of weekends and postseason just can, can make you just, think too much about it so I don't know whether or not he'll go into his show a little bit go a bit conservative especially against the Browns defense he said he want to limit the mistakes run the ball which is what they've done they've done effectively I just don't see I know Joe Flacco and let's say you get you know with interceptions you can get short fields and and pick sixes and all the rest of it which obviously doesn't help unders but I just think this might be a bit of a cagey cagey affair with Houston kind of going with the mantra of Okay, let's stay in it till the third, to the end of the third quarter, and see, and then kind of see where we're at. I don't necessarily think they want, they want to let uh, the Browns get away from them because I think the Browns are the better team. Um, I think the, I do believe it's quite close. Both teams have their have their merits, but um, yeah, what Kevin Stefanski has been able to do, with, well, not necessarily with Deshaun Watson going down, but obviously Joe Flacco coming in, that wasn't part of the game script when they came into the season. So um, yeah, obviously 
hats off to to him and, and, and their coaching staff. But yeah, I think I think it'll be a close KG affair. Uh, Phil go in it maybe, and then yeah, so I, I just fancy the unders. Uh, I don't reckon. I, I think I don't think one team will get to twenty. I think only one team will get to that twenty twenty four. So uh, that's my kind of reason why I've gone for for the unders. I think one team might struggle there. So. Uh, okay, let's move over to the second game on Saturday. We are uh, at Arrowhead, Kansas City Chiefs, minus four and a half. Uh, they host a an injured and kind of walking wounded Miami Dolphins team. Uh, over under here is 43 and a half. Liam, I'll give you the floor as you are the resident Chiefs uh, expert. Yeah, well, I think I know also what Adam will mention, which will be the weather, which I think is quite key if you're a Dolphins hater <laughs> from a betting perspective. Um I didn't mind the Chiefs spread at three and a half, uh, just because very often, obviously, in these games, when you're down a down a field goal, you score a touchdown, then the other team has to score a touchdown to go win the game. Um, but now it's four and a half, and you're kind of getting that cover as well. I'm not sure it's a spread that I would bet uh, if I was a neutral, just because you have seen games, obviously, where the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers just cost them a game they should win <laughs> by double digits they can be that bad so yeah I wouldn't be back in that so in terms of how the game will go I still think Chiefs offense will be good uh centered around a, a few people I think the Dolphins should run the ball better than they did in Germany um but yeah passing game wise in that weather obviously Tua we've seen stop the middle of the field you can limit Tua make him throw those interceptions that we saw last week Chiefs defense is yeah one of the best in the playoffs and the secondary is obviously the strength rather than kind of up front um so yeah i think that there'll be a lot of running from a dolphin's perspective which makes me worry about the total but yeah my best bet is i've gone for the guy's jersey that i'm wearing uh rishi rice over six and a half receptions um on my model this was actually the best bet of the whole playoffs <laughs> like a 22 percent edge you should have like eight and a half receptions should be the line but they've set it at six and a half um they throw to him all the time uh i'd never bet his yardage because half his throws are screens but when you're betting receptions, screens are great because Mahomes is just going to chuck it to him one yard down and just see what he can do. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I love Rice receptions. Uh, I don't mind betting Kelsey after a week off on his overs. Um, Tim put a little Kelsey jibe in pre-recording to try and annoy me, but I decided to stay calm. Um, yeah, so I don't mind his overs in a game like this where they're going to throw the ball a lot to him. But, yeah, um, the weather's going to make it a run first game probably for for most of them but yeah i think it should be fun i would just stay away from the total with weather like this for me um and go more on the player props side of things yep adam yeah the, the weather obviously i i am going to mention it because it's really cold um apparently really zero cool. fahrenheit is expected um over there and two i can't win in the cold so uh that puts me off the the dolphins immediately but then how do you deal with the cold you run the you run the ball and the dolphins surely have the better run game so it's the only thing that's given me a little bit of apprehension about the Chiefs winning quite easily in this one. I do think they will still. I don't rate, well, I've said, I think, for quite a while that I don't really rate the Dolphins that much. Uh, they're playing, obviously, a winning team now as well, which hurts them. Um, I did have a quick look at strength of schedule because there's something about uh, the team having the hardest strength of schedule during the season being the, the right side to be on in the playoffs. These two are both in the bottom 10 of uh, schedules played this year, so... Um, the Dolphins had like the third easiest schedule. The Chiefs were twenty, were eighth. So uh, according to the place I found anyway. So they've both had a fairly easy walk so far. The Chiefs obviously haven't been great this season, but what does it matter? They knew they were going to win the AFC West and good teams come alive in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see whether the Chiefs can snap out of the season they've had so far. Um, I think they probably can, but 
it's it is a little bit of a, a worry for me with how they do. Um, I have because I don't like the Chiefs and because I want them to lose. I've gone with Chiefs minus four as my rank, <laughs> my uh, my bet of the week in in this one. Um, I do agree with Liam that betting on the total is tough. I logically under should be the bet here because the Chiefs do have a very good defense anyway. Um, and their offense is spluttering. So if they don't score that many points, I don't think the Dolphins will. So under 44 and a half would be my lean on the total. But yeah, I've gone with the spread. I do think the Chiefs win. Um, and they could be part of a teaser. I know you're not meant to go through zero, but try yeah. to get them and the Cowboys. Like everyone wants to get the Cowboys in a teaser this week. So um, you, can, you need to pick someone and the Chiefs should win this one fairly comfortably, I think. Yeah, and I say I, I think I, I think this would be dominated on in, on the ground attack. So I've just gone simple uh, Pacheco any time touchdown score around evens. I think it is maybe you can get eleven to ten somewhere, but I'm not I'm not like I say it's it's hard enough to just try and decipher you know the smoke and mirrors about the Chiefs season. It's hard to know kind of how banged up the Dolphins are and how much how effective that they're going to be. Obviously, we know that they're going to run it on the ground with Mostert and Achan. Um, but yeah, let, I'll just just go simple and not try and get too clever here. I'm just going to go for an anytime touchdown score in in, uh, in Pacheco. So simple as that. 64 and a half per yards is his rushing total. Uh, Liam feels that that leads a bit low. I would tend to agree with him, especially with Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb missing. We did want to mention um, Pacheco and Mustard both to score. It, Sky Bet have uh, quote unquote boosted it to seven to two. Uh, Penny Power have it at 3.77 to 1. So a little bit better on there without a boost. That's just on the bet builder. So if you do fancy yeah. that, which logically makes sense, obviously Mostert shared the league lead for uh, touchdowns this year um, with 21. So he, and having a week off, he should be coming back healthy. And Pacheco's just a really weird running beast at the moment. So um, he he's probably going to find the end zone as well. Yeah, just an out on Sky, but I have noticed over the last, and this is this is across all sports, not necessarily just American football, but I've noticed that some of the stuff that they boost is actually better priced elsewhere, but they yeah. specifically bring it down half a point or a whole point to then boost it up a little bit and you can still get better elsewhere. So yeah, I mean, it's like it's a boost, but it's not a boost. It's, it's a boost if you're only a Sky bet, but degenerates like us, we have multiple accounts everywhere, all over the place. So who, um, yeah, there's no doubt you can find something somewhere, something somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Um, let's move on then to Sunday, Sunday six o'clock for the UK guys. It is Pittsburgh Steelers who squeaked in yet again into the playoffs. They travel to is it Orchard Park? They travel to face the Buffalo Bills. Um, Buffalo Bills aren't the plus nine and a half. I've got that one the wrong way around. So I'll take I would take that all day, all day all day long. Uh, but the over under here thirty six and a half. That also feels like I've got that wrong as well. But who knows? I'll, I'll check that in a second. But uh, Buffalo probably. are definitely. Definitely, definitely one to six to win the game. Steelers are four to one. Uh, Liam, um, I, I, I think this is going to be an absolute blowout. Um, so I'll, I'll just my, my best bet of the weekend is Buffalo minus nine and a half. TJ Watts out um, with a whatever CL sprain he has, um, and they just stink on off. I, th I think Mason Rudolph's going to turn into a pumpkin. So um, yeah, I, I, I would even go as far as 16, 17 points this one. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't do that against Tomlin, but uh, <laughs> I would agree with you if I had to pick a spread, I'd pick minus nine and a half for Buffalo. Um, the thing with the Bills is they have just not been very good. <laughs> uh, obviously, they only just beat um, Bailey Zappi. They nearly lost the week before that to the Eastern Stick Chargers. Chiefs should have beat them if it wasn't for Tony's toe. Uh, and then the Dolphins probably would have won if it wasn't for that punt return touchdown. So I'm a bit worried 
and especially about how bad Josh Allen was the last two weeks from passing the ball perspective. I'm a little bit worried about that. If I was a, it was a better, but yeah, they should win the game. Um, Steelers aren't very good, uh, but Steelers haven't been good all season. They've somehow got another winning season and they're in the playoffs. So yeah, this is just a game that there's going to be one game in this that no one sees something coming. Whether that's Packers, yeah, winning by a big score, Chiefs getting blown out. I don't know, Texans winning by thirty. But yeah, if somehow the Steelers were winning in the fourth quarter. It just would not shock me with this team and how weird Buffalo have been. So I'd probably stay away from that. Um, my best bet, you got the total right, is actually over the total, 36.5 points. Um, Bill's defence has been trending up since that middle of the season kind of terrible moments. They made the trade for the corner from the Packers, Russell Douglas. But still, not great red zone defence, not a good run defence, which the Steelers are just going to try and run the hell out of the ball. Um, and then Josh Allen will score. I'd be shocked if he didn't score. 17 at the worst, but more likely 20, 23, 24. So I think it'll go over. I just think that there'll be a garbage touchdown at least for the Steelers. And we'll be talking about a 39 to 45 point game in that region. So yeah, I actually love the over just because I don't trust that defense. I don't really trust the Steelers defense without TJ, like you said. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be over. Bill should win. Obviously, I'm cheering on the Steelers. <laughs> Going to be a Steelers fan for a few hours, which should be an experience but yeah uh, we'll see i just don't want a dud game i don't want like 40 to 3 or something because this is the best time slot for uk neutral fans so you don't want to be watching a six o'clock game where josh allen's thrown for 350 yards and the steelers have had four turnovers in the first half because i just ruined sunday for, for everyone watching yeah and I, I do like i said with the run games and adam notes that there's potentially 50 mile per hour gusts uh in the game obviously that's going to limit the the run game i do i do quite like james cook to have a decent game um, or, or you know, or Josh Allen always runs in as well, but I'd rather have uh, James Cook at five to four than Josh Allen at four to five. But, uh, yeah. Adam, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I was just looking through a few random props, um, on Bet365 just while you guys were talking. And um, with the wind, you can get under one and a half Buffalo Bills field goals at 23 to 20. Um, amazingly, you can get 20 to 23 on Josh Allen to throw an interception, um, which seems, um, Far better than I was expecting on that one. Um, you can get Bills over one and a half rushing touchdowns, 29 to 20, um, which again seems very high when you've got Josh Allen barging in from a yard out. Um, yeah, I, the game as a whole, I do struggle with it. I do think the Bills, obviously, we've said we've said it and you guys verbalized it well there. It's like the Steelers just do what the Steelers do. It's They never look like they should be in games, but they win games, so... It's it's a really tough one. I I don't think I'd be able to take nine and a half. I think I'd probably have to lean to the Steelers, despite the fact that I do not think they're a very good team. Um, but I agree with Liam. I don't think the Bills have been too impressive. I do think they should have smashed the Dolphins last week. Um, it was mm-hmm. silly mistakes. They got in the red zone countless times and gave the ball away. Uh, they he threw to the one yard line at half time. He threw two end zone interceptions. They they moved the ball easily against uh, the Dolphins. So. I do think that the win was deserved, despite the fact that it did come largely from, uh, well, the game turned on that um, kick return. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I it, it is a tough one for me personally to call. I, I do also agree with, obviously, them running the ball. Jalen Warren had a bad game last week, uh, but his line's 36 and a half. I saw that Najee Harris has been a little bit dinged up. He wasn't training the other day, so I've gone for him over 36 and a half rushing yards um, as my bet for this game. Um, I do quite fancy the Josh Allen 20 to 23 to throw an interception though. Um, he he does tend to struggle a little in the playoffs um, still, despite however many 
um, years it's been that he's been getting there. And the Bills are the Bills. They do tend to falter when it comes to crunch time. So it will be interesting. But yeah, I, I, there's a few bets there that I did quite like while we were looking around. I do like the 29 to 20 for over one and a half rushing touchdowns. So um, yeah, should should be hopefully a fun game. Like the weather is does seem like it's going to be affecting things. But for me, a fun game is the Bills winning by 20. So we, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jalen Warren rush attempts line is eight and a half. Um, as well, if you're interested in that, but also look, I'd randomly look on the sky bet. They've got both teams to score a rushing touchdown of five to four, uh, which could yeah, like that. could be of interest. Um, yeah, so, double yeah. that with the Chiefs, double that with the Chiefs Dolphin one if we can. Yeah, there we go. Okay, moving on to my highlight of the weekend: Green Bay Packers, um, much improving, and uh, obviously young offense of the Green Bay Packers travel to AT and T to face the Cowboys. Seven and a half. Obviously, it's the Mike McCarthy, uh, Mike McCarthy Bowl. Seven and a half point favorites are the Cowboys, two to seven on the money line. Over under here is fifty and a half. Um, yeah, I think regardless of of what the result is, I think this is going to be a, a great game. I think I think defense is. Defense is just going to go out of the window in this one. It's just going to be one of those crazy, just buckle up and and just enjoy the ride kind of games. Um, so I've gone for, I believe I've gone for over 50 and a half. Let me just double check. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. over 50. Um, I think this will be the highest scoring, highest scoring game of the weekend. I know the next game obviously is the highest total of the weekend uh, with a, a point more. But yeah, I think this one could be just one of those where um, you know, Dak to C.D. Lamb and just Jordan Love to you know, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed. Uh, and all the all the young guys that he's got, he's got such a rapport with all of his wide receivers, and obviously they've, they've got half decent run game as well. And and the and the tight ends, obviously Luke Musgrave made his return last week as well. They, I think it'll still be Tucker Graft who will get the majority of snaps and majority of looks in passing situations. But I think there's just a lot of offensive talent on here, and you know Green Bay's defense is is okay. Um, with, you know, obviously Jair Alexander came back last week, but and Dallas obviously you know have got who they've got. But I just think this is the one where is, is yeah, I mean I I wouldn't be surprised if this one hit seventy points to be quite honest. So um, yeah, give me give me the overs. Adam Liam, nice. take 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 the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, obviously it was it's your game, so um, I'm I'm surprised. Mm. Did you give a lean on the side? I, I assume normally you go for Mike McCarthy fucking it up. So are you are you going Cowboys or Packers? <laughs> well, on the, well, on the on the spread, I'll, I'll take I'll take the um, the Packers on the spread on the seven and a half. But if it's seven, yeah. I'll take the Cowboys. Yeah, that that little hook is um, obviously it's it's why they do it. But as I say, like everyone's trying to get this in the teaser legs this week. So if you can tease it with something or uh, alt alt um, points or alt spread, if you can't get do teasers, which very few bookies in the UK actually offer teasers, which is Sad annoying, but um, you can't change the spreads yourself. Um, yeah, it, it. I agree with you. Obviously, it should be a hell of a game. I do think the over is the place to look on it. Um, and then it's how you play that. Do you play touchdown scorers? Do you play receiving yards? Do you play rushing yards on, on overs? I think over on everything seems like a kind of logical way to go about it. Obviously, the, the Packers generally tend to have a poor run defense, but I don't rate the Cowboys rushing game. So I don't, I'm not going anywhere there. Um, there is obviously a particular wide receiver who will be talked about in a minute um, for the Cowboys, who's been lights out since their bye week. Um, CD Lamb's been incredible. Um, other than that, it's it, the ball gets moved around and Dak is playing, obviously not MVP level, because that's going to be Lamar Jackson, but he, he will be top three in the MVP, which is fully deserved. He's had a, a very good season. Um, the Packers, obviously a young team, 
up and coming. They've been up and down through the season, but they are hitting form again now. Um, I I did mention in our um and before the before the show, uh, Bo Melton for the Packers. He's been increasingly involved in recent weeks uh, for them, and I think his <laughs> I think his uh, receiving line is going to be um, around probably thirty ish. I'm hoping for that anyway, and I will definitely be taking the over on his receiving yard. Um, if it is 30 to 40-ish, he's had 44 plus in the last three games. So he does seem to be getting increasingly involved. And as Tim said, Jaden Reed has been brilliant. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, um, even Tucker Craft has been decent at tie-in for them. So there's there's weapons all over for them. I, I don't know if AJ Dillon's going to play. I assume he will. Um, but I know he missed last week. Uh, Aaron Jones, I, I don't... I'm always up and down Aaron Jones. He's got the ability to do it all, but he tends to struggle with a full workload, much like Tony Pollard. So, yeah, I think it should be a very entertaining game. And luckily, as we say, it's not the late, late one for us. So it's a decent time for us in the UK. Yeah, <clears throat> just a note on some passing yards. Zach Prescott, 278.5. Jordan Love, over uh, 247.5. I'd smash the over on that, to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see any Jordan Love rushing yards. I've got, they've got Dak, Dak Prescott's rushing yardage, but yeah, Jordan Love's rushing yards might be a little a bit of a tinkle if it's um, if it's low enough. But I can't seem to find it at the moment. Liam, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I do agree with you guys, which is a worry for us if we all agree on the same uh, idea of the uh, over being a good shout. Um, two good offenses, yeah, high scoring teams. Cowboys defense actually got worse, even though I loved it at the start of the season. It's got worse as the season's gone on. Packers' defense is normally pretty bad, but then they were really good last week, obviously, against Fields. So we'll see which one of them turns up. But yeah, they're not very good normally. Um, they can't stop the run either, which I know Pollard's not been great, but it's still got Ricky O'Dowd, or you still got Pollard who's going to run. Um, they'll still do some jet sweeps as well with some of the wide receivers to make it a format of the run game. So yeah, I do think there'll be, there'll be points. It's interesting because it's not the biggest total of the week, but it's actually favorite for highest scoring game on Skybet which I know we're not talking about this game now, but that means Lions-Rams is 6-5 to five to be the highest scoring game and it's got the highest total. So depending on which game you feel like is going to have higher points, you can probably bet that. Highest scoring team, Cowboys are 6-4 to four favourites. Packers, if you think they can win, are the second lowest favourites, 10-1. to one. So there's an angle there, depending on who you think is going to win. Um, I actually don't mind that. I know Bill, the reason is because the Bills could score loads of points and the Steelers might not score many. But still, ten to one for the Packers isn't bad if you think they can they can win the game. Um, but yeah, my best bet, alluding to what Adam said, is around CD Lamb over seven and a half receptions. Uh, had an incredible season, arguably regardless of Tyreek's yardage, probably been maybe the best wide receiver in the league if you look at the rest of the offense and who he's playing with. Um, he's been really really good. This was marginally behind Rice on my numbers. It was like 21% versus 20%. So, yeah, this is like, like a smash bet for me for, for CeeDee Lamb being over seven and a half receptions. I don't know what his, his line is for a touchdown, but I wouldn't be against that. I can't bet Jake Ferguson again because I've done that every week, it feels like. but um, <laughs> He hasn't done yeah. much recently, has he? No, I know. Ever since I started betting him, what a, uh, what a shocker. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would would have a look at his touchdown total as well because I think he can score. But yeah, I think it'll be a high one. I just I'm with you guys. Seven and a half is a bit weird for me, so I don't want to touch the touch the spread. So I'm happy to go for Ceedee Lamb over seven and a half receptions. 
Yeah, he will absolutely pepper pepper CD Lamb, and let's say he doesn't. He doesn't the Packers and all the teams over, you know, since the bye know what's coming. You just can't stop it. So it just it it would just happen. So uh, and obviously, assuming there's no injury, um, Adam, your favorite bet was at uh, Jordan Love. Any, we we did mention Jordan Love, but your favorite bet is uh, Jordan Love any time touchdown score at nine to one. Yeah, that's on Boyle Sports. Um, I just think he's obviously with. Again, uh, same with CJ Stroud. Games on the line, play, seasons on the line. Quarterbacks will take things into their own hands. And nine to one, I thought was far too big. Uh, that was a Boyle Sports, and Boyle Sports also top on CD Lamb ten to eleven, um, which is a lot better than the one to two you can get on um, the UK's NFL sponsor. Uh, <laughs> do not take do not take one to two when you can get ten to eleven. God. One to two, that is awful. Yeah, that's um, eight eight eight. Who do not sponsor us anymore, so, or don't pay any money to me anymore? So yeah, do, don't bet there over that odds. One one thing we, all three of us will seem to be betting on in the uh, late game on the Sunday is the Rams plus three and a half as they travel to Detroit at uh, Detroit Field to Ford Field uh, in the Matthew Stafford Jared Goff Bowl or whatever you want to call it. it should be storylines galore going into this one, which has uh, Liam throffing at the mouth and uh, the over under here, like say fifty one and a half, is the total. So Liam, since though you're m- the most excited for this game, I'll let you have your thoughts first. Yeah, I'm definitely most excited for this game. I've become known for being excited about this game on our podcast. I've been banging on about it. Um, yeah, this is just perfect revenge game. I don't know if Stafford you can class as revenge because obviously they love him in Detroit. He loves Detroit. But I still like the angle that uh, he wanted to move on and now he's coming back with the Rams. Obviously, Jared Goff versus Sean McVay. Uh, he kind of made Goff at the time into who he was and then <laughs> Goff started to struggle and completely ditched him and Goff's talked about how hard that was mentally because of some of the stuff that Sean said. So there's a bit of a rivalry here. Um, two fun teams, very good on offense. Obviously, the difference for the Rams is they've got a guy in Aaron Donald that can close a game on defense. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson's good, but he's not Aaron Donald. <laughs> uh, and the Lions defense is welcoming back some players. They're healthier, but they've just been bad all year, so I'm not sure if they can up it against, for me, one of the best offences in the entire league. So, yeah, I think this should be a fun game. Uh, I like the over as well. Um, obviously, my best bet is Rams plus three and a half. I like Rams money line as well, but I wanted to cover myself with the three and a half. But, yeah, I like the over in the points. I think it'll be a bit of a barnstormer. Um, I think the Rams are the only team that can beat the 49ers, probably, for me, in the NFC. I like them that much. That's how good I think Stafford is. Um, so, yeah, should be a fun game. I'm going to stay up and... Uh, Stay up and watch this one. I wish this was the nine o'clock game and your Cowboys were the one a.m. game, but uh, yeah, it should be. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> should be should be a should be a fun game. Um, just mentioning player props for a sec. Apart from Kyron Williams, the rest is quite tough because they do start to spread it around a lot. The only one that I looked at that I liked a lot was um, Armin Ra St. Brown over seven and a half receptions. Obviously, Jared Goff throws the ball to him a lot. Um, not a massive yardage guy, similar to Rice sometimes. Um, can go for kind of short stuff. So, yeah, I don't mind that. But the rest is quite tough just because, yeah, they can throw random trick plays to whoever. McVeigh's now got Puka, so doesn't throw to um, Cup as much. But, yeah, for me, I think Rams plus three and a half is the uh, best bet. Yeah. Adam? Uh, yeah, the Amaral St. Brown without, obviously, Sam Laporta, so... In theory, I'd imagine Ra will probably get more of the ball as well, which is seems impossible, but you'd imagine <laughs> that's where it's going. I think Brock Wright was a little banged up as well, which is the backup tight end for them. Um, so it might be worth a little outside look on James Mitchell, but he's only 7-1 to one 
uh, best priced, and that is a 10 bet. So I don't really count 10 bet when I look at these things. Uh, so you're probably looking about four to one for James Mitchell um, to score a touchdown for the Lions. Um, yeah, it should be a high scoring, should be a fun game. Uh, the stats between Stafford and Goff are remarkable They've uh, since that trade. Uh, they've both won 24 games each. They both have 66% completion percentage. They've had 75 to 78 passing touchdowns. Uh, Goff is three ahead on that one. Uh, they've had the same amount of turnovers, essentially. Uh, and their passer ratings are pretty much identical as well. It's it's quite incredible how similar the, the uh, 41 to 41 on turnovers. And yeah, both around 96 for passer ratings. So they both traded teams. They've both had mild success. Obviously, Stafford has had the more success with it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Goff has actually done all right from that trade. So it will be very interesting. It'll be a, it should be a really fun game. Um, I do agree with Liam on the Rams. Uh, plus three and a half, obviously getting that hook on the three is quite useful and um we'll see how it goes yeah i i would like to stay up for it i that, i don't think there's much chance of that happening but <laughs> it is a game that i would um at least watch uh the the game in 40 for myself the next day yes indeed let me get to and we round it all off then on monday night football as the philadelphia eagles travel to raymond james they face the buccaneers buccaneers are two and a half point underdogs at home uh which is i'm not quite sure if it's surprising i'm not considering the the recent struggles of the eagles uh but both obviously lots of injury concerns or questions uh going into this game the over under here is 43 and a half i probably thought this is one of the the, the harder ones to call just probably because of the injuries and just because you know Obviously, we're so used to Philadelphia doing things things better than they have done. Obviously, got smashed by the Giants last week, you know, but it wouldn't wouldn't didn't really matter in the end. Obviously, because the Cowboys won. But um, yeah, I think on form and I think on on kind of what reliability of what you can expect from the teams, you'd have to go the Bucks. But uh, obviously, the Eagles have been there, done that, and there's, it seems to be a bit of pressure on Nick Sirianni if he doesn't have a good playoffs that he'll be out the door. So, Liam, where is your money for this game? Yeah, my money's with the favourites still. So Eagles minus two and a half. Uh, obviously, yeah, struggled a lot, but still very good football team, um, especially against the Bucks. Uh, Baker's definitely come down to earth a little bit. Uh, the defence for the Bucks not very good at stopping the run uh, anymore. And obviously, this Eagles team, regardless of Hertz's injury, will definitely run the ball a lot, whether it's with someone else or still with him. <laughs> Even if he's got a dodgy finger they'll still probably make him sneak it like eight times in the game and absolutely smash his body to bits but uh yeah i'm not long for the eagles for the whole playoffs but for this game i think it's a good bet i just think they're so much better than the buccaneers they're not playing great at the moment but still roster strength experience head coach regardless of how he's done this year much better than the buccaneers for me so yeah i think the eagles will win i would stay away from the total for me just because i just don't know what type of game <laughs> you could get here uh especially if the injury to well, both quarterbacks, but especially Hertz is bad, and, and he plays the whole game, but then plays limited. I just don't know what how the game looks. So for me, I think the Eagles win. Very good field goal kicker, very good on fourth downs as well. So I think they'll win even if it's a close game. So yeah, I like the Eagles minus minus two and a half. Wouldn't chop me if they lost, but I just think you're not going to get a team this good uh, at two and a half against a team that I think's yeah lucky to even be in the playoffs. To be honest. 
Yeah, I mean, this is what they say. This is the highest one I found to try and find about. I've just gone for over 43 and a half as a total because I think that's both defences. Eagles defence is just a red carpet at the moment and you're just yeah. allowing other teams to to just do whatever they want. So um, Rashad White and then Rashad White props, maybe rush yards. I can't remember what his was, but I think I think that's also a good bet. I think it's 60 or 60 something, 60, 60 and a half, 63 point and a half. So I'd probably go overs on that. More, I'd probably like that more than the overs, but um yeah, with with injuries, with uncertainty about both teams, I'd say Tampa Bay's run defense isn't isn't great either. So I just thought forty three and a half was maybe a couple of points too low. I think it'll be both teams will get into the twenties, which obviously Adam agrees, and we'll get to him shortly. But um, yeah, I, I don't really like to call a winner on on the spread, uh, so I'll just go overs on on that one, uh, Adam. Yeah, as as you say, I do agree with you with the overs. Essentially, I've gone with twenty points each team is eleven to eight on Skybet. Uh, because of the Jalen Hurts potential injury, we we do believe he's going to play through. It's, it's the playoffs; so he's not going to sit out. Uh, but he did he did dislocate a finger on his pat, on his throwing hand, so it is a fairly big worry, frankly. Um, whether he'll be, I was going to say, effective. Has he been effective? I'm not sure. Um, then obviously you've got the AJ Brown worries with his knee. Sounds like he is going to play, but that looked like a pretty horrible injury last week. Devonta Smith missed last week as well, so. They could be down their three main playmakers, really. And obviously, DeAndre, um, DeAndre Swift missed last week as well. I think that was just illness, so I'm sure he'll be fine to go on this one. Um, but the Bucks have been, I was going to say in general, they've been putting up points, but obviously they only scored nine against the Panthers last week. So <laughs> it, it it's, it's a very tough game to call. I do agree with Tim on that one. Uh, Richard yeah. White is 64 and a half is rushing yards. So um I don't know whether I'd go for that. I, I probably wouldn't, to be honest. I, no, I, I like it's 16 and a half attempts, which he's done in five of the last yeah. six. So I'd probably take that in his combined line. Liam's put there 91 and a half. I'm just looking at here. Last week he had 93, 66, 77. And then he had four straight of 100 plus. So uh, I, I think the one there is a 16 and a half attempts. Yeah, I like his receptions at three and a half as well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah like so receptions. Yeah, he's had four, four, six the last three weeks. And then two, two, and three. But yeah, yeah. And again, the same as uh, Liam was saying with Rushy Rice, you, I I much prefer receptions over receiving yards because, especially for a running back, like he could catch it and get done in the backfield. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely uh, definitely what I would go with. I, in fact, I probably will take over three and a half receptions for him if it's. I, I assume it's not one to two or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's, I agree with Tim. It's, it's the hardest game of the week to call. I would, I am definitely leaning to uh, the Bucks at home uh, just because the Eagles have stumbled their way to the playoffs um, and they are getting more banged up as the weeks go on. Um, but I, I don't really have faith in Baker Mayfield either. So yeah, I, I do think points are the way to go here. So obviously that's why I've done 11 to 8 on the 20 plus. And if I had to, I'd be leaning Bucks, but I don't want to touch the spread. Lovely stuff. All right, we'll do best bets and then uh, recap, and then I'll ask you boys a question at the end. Cleveland at Houston under four, under forty five and a half for me. Adam's gone with Cleveland minus two and a half over forty four and a half on the double. Uh, Liam's gone Singletary over sixteen and a half attempts. Mummy at Kansas City Pacheco anytime touchdown score for me. Adam has gone KC minus four. Liam's gone over six and a half at Rasheed Rice receptions. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Buffalo minus nine and a half for me. Jalen Warren over 36.5 rushing yards for Adam. Liam has gone for over 36.5 points. Green Bay at Dallas. I've gone for over 50. Adam's gone for Jordan Love anytime touchdown. Score at a big price. Liam's gone over seven and a half receptions. 
Uh, Rams at Detroit. We've all gone the Rams plus three and a half. And then Philadelphia at Tampa Bay, the probably a difficult one for of the weekend. I've gone over 43 and a half. Adam's gone out, both teams to score 20 plus points. And Liam has gone for Philly minus two and a half. So before we get out of here, boys, it is the start of the playoffs. Obviously, everyone does predictors and bracket challenges and all that, all that jazz. So I want you to name your Super Bowl, your Super Bowl final as it as things currently stand. Uh Liam, start with you. Uh, Chiefs Cowboys, same as I said at the start of the year. Chiefs, Chiefs for fuck's sake, Adam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as, as a neutral looking into the playoffs, um, the, the Ravens have been the best team in the league this year. I've got to go for them. Um, and I, as annoying as it is, probably 49ers is it's boring, <laughs> but I, I do think they are the two best teams in the league. Yeah, they they are. I don't. I, you, I know we mentioned the Cleveland Browns being the only team that can beat the Ravens. I did have a little nibble on. Um, I think it was the, the Browns and forty nine in the Super Bowl. I think it, I can't remember the price I got. I think it was around sixteen to one or, or something like that. But uh, so I've I've had a little poke on that. I think I oh know it wasn't the sixteen. I've, I've had a little nibble on um, the Browns outright on the, the Super Bowl sixteen to one. Let me just have a quick look. I'm on Skybet now. You've had a poke and a nibble. I've had a poke and a nibble, <laughs> and uh, we won't say anything more. No joking. Lucky Cleveland um, Browns. Yeah, I know. It's 10 uh, at the moment. Ravens 49ers on Skybet is 10 to 3. Uh, Browns 49ers is 25. Chiefs Cowboys 22 22s. Oh, that's a great bet. That's a great bet. Get those Cowboys in. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Yeah, no, I I agree with Adam. I think. Yeah, I, I agree with Adam. I think Ravens and Niners feels like it's going to be the Super Bowl, but there are there are one or two. I think there's only a couple of teams maybe that can, like say the Browns in the AFC, and mm, I'm not going to say the Cowboys in the NFC because I just don't want. I don't want jinx to, I, I don't want to get there. I don't want to get there. But uh, jinx yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> but and obviously, like with playoffs, it's a good t- chance to like kind of have a bit of fun, play some brackets, play some games. Adam, you've got a um, competition going on as well, so you can uh, plug that and obviously yeah, whatever else you do. Yeah, I, I do like the picks contests on runyourpool.com. Um, so if you go to tdtips.com, touchdowntips.com, it's the first post on there at the moment. Um, yeah, basically 20 quid entry gets you in for the whole playoffs. And all you need to do each week is pick each game against the spread, pick the total on that game, and you'll get uh, 10 points if you get a total correct and then lose a point for each one you are off, and then 10 points for the spread correct. So 20 points on offer every week. I've done it the last few years now, and it's been a nice bit of fun. Um, me and Tim are sharing an entry this year ahead, uh, along with my own entry. So I'm, I'm in for one and a half times, which is quite nice for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's always fun and just a nice way to get you through the playoffs. Yeah, I'm previous winner of that, so looking to go for not for the repeat, there but uh, yeah, it's good fun. I do, I do, I do like it. I, I like the uh, two points element where you have to get close and you get points off how, how close you are. So yeah, that is um, that is good fun. Right, well, there we go, fellas. 45 minutes of uh, playoff goodness. Obviously, just uh, not as many games to, to do next week. Obviously, Super Wildcard weekend is the most involved and the, the funnest weekend of the year, no doubt. So, yeah, good luck with all your bets. Thanks to Adam. Thanks to Liam for joining me as usual. Please gamble responsibly, and uh, we will see you all next week for the divisional round. Bye-bye. Bye.